this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. I'd like to welcome Tomás Hines from Forestry Gone in Uchta. How are you, man? Gone now, and yourself, man? Flying. And we've John Quill from Third Island and Quill Effects. <laughs> How you doing? How are you, John? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Tomás. And my usual compadre down the bottom there, Howard. How are How's you, everybody lads? doing? Good to be here again, Richie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. That, the last time was fucking great. Um, we were interviewing Alex CF um, um, from Jesus. All the, how many bands? All the bands. Yeah, uh, interesting fella. Good, good discussion. Quite a long discussion, from what I remember. Yeah, yeah very good. <laughs> very, very interesting. Yeah, it lasted a whole bottle of red wine. So <laughs> that, that was good fun, man. And the start of the second one. <laughs> I think we were just saying it beforehand. Uh, Tomas and Howard are back in school. Yep. How does that feel, yep. lads? Well, I think back. I speak for both of us when I say it sucks. Isn't that right, Tomas? <laughs> yeah, you're right, mate. You are right. <laughs> Whereas myself and John are just fucking dossing around, man. Uh, as you should. <laughs> What's an education? Yeah. Who wants three months holidays? That's what you have to ask, you see. I know. I know. <laughs> That's the, bit that makes, that's the bit that makes me jealous, you see. Oh. I know. So, Tomás, you're up in Wexford, dude. I am. What part of Wexford? Adamstown. Adamstown. I've, I've driven through Adamstown before. Like, what's the story up there? Is there any metal scene, per se? Fuck no. No. Nah. <laughs> okay. <Yes>, no. <laughs> Everybody up here is... Gah obsessed, I bet you. Yeah. Yeah. All GAA players. No one in my school either. No metalheads. No none. Wow. And how just many me and my, Just me and my brother. Okay. How old is your brother? 22. Okay. Jesus. All right. So um, he probably would be an influence in, in relation to metal for you, would he? I hope. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Cool. What kind of music is he into? <laughs> uh, black metal. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he's into grindcore. Uh, some other stuff like Trivium, Slayer, huh. all that stuff. I like good stuff. So, like most of us who had older brothers, you were robbing his collection earlier on in life, yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Going up to him with a CD, what's this? That's kind of a corpse, put that way. You're too young to be seen that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, when did you kind of get a grow for the heavy metal? Like, I, I presume you moved more extreme as you got older. Or... Yeah. Um, Started out listening to metal when I was around six. Hmm. Started playing guitar as well. Um, but started getting into more black metal-ish when 10, 11. That's around when I started getting into the black metal. And all that. Or 11. Fucking and how do, you, how do you come across um, uh, black metal? In, I was listening to your demo there, there night and fucking great. But where 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 did it come from? You I mean you're up in Wexford there? There's not a whole lot happening in terms of uh, metal scene or bands or influence no. apart from your brother there. Where yeah. where does it come from? Where how do you start listening to black metal at, at ten or eleven? Started listening to it when came in with Lords of Chaos on DVD. Go away. <laughs> yeah. So and that movie had like, some purpose. <laughs> yeah. I, oh god. He was like, oh, you're not you're not watching that till you're older, and then I realized why. But um. Yeah, I was like, what's this? Why is there a church burning in front of it? I saw a band called Mayhem. And then I started looking up Mayhem more. And then that's how I kind of broke away from 
the normal metal. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's when it started getting into the blackish stuff. Yeah, but sure, like, you know, John yourself, like, I mean, at Tomas's age, he's got everything at his fingertips to explore. Oh, yeah. Right at the oh. internet. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually what I was laughing at there when you said it's Lords of Chaos that even got you into that because when I was 15 the book of Lords of Chaos turned up in my house yeah. and a load of record, <laughs> a load of recorded tapes of Mayhem and Druck and Burzum yeah. and stuff like this and I was like oh this is great yeah. that's yeah. pretty much the same way it was because of that book and a few tapes and around mm. it and stuff yeah. same here Lords of Chaos <laughs> was, a, was a huge influence as a kid I remember the first time reading it and then delving into the few bands that were there and they were hard to come by they weren't easy to Get your yeah. hands in that kind of music. There's a lot of yeah. tape trading back then where you'd, you'd, people would send you tapes of a compilation of, I don't know, Burtzum would be on it and you'd have Mayhem and the Emperor track. But it was all kind of, um, it was really hard to get access to. Yeah. Different now, like, you know, it is, it is, it is, it is, there's fierce parallels with what you're doing as well, Tomas, and what was happening back then in terms of your age and and, and things like that. And doing True, something actually. a little bit different. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. You know, because it's around, you know, it was a group. But teenagers that seen this middle particular, and uh, it's interesting to see parallels. What is it now? Thirty is it thirty years later? Twenty five years later, or something like that? Yeah, you know, be thirty. Yeah, the, yeah. The more things change, the more things stay the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the majority of that I always thought was recorded live um, using a twin deck. You know, the sound quality. Mm. Oh, yeah. So it was it was strange <laughs> then to kind of find out that um, it, they actually meant it that way. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like ass, you know. <laughs> That's how it should sound. That's part yeah, of the what... charm of it. It's just the, the, you know, it, it's the way that they just went about it and making the music any means necessary and yeah. as low fi as possible. And there is something charming about that. I love that sort um, of DIY approach to things anyway. I think oh, that's yeah. great. Like, it's almost and like it's it doesn't matter what it comes out like, so long as you can convey exactly. what you're doing through it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? yeah. And it's interesting to see it in, in this modern age, which, which uh, all the access would have to most to, to recording software at your age. I mean, back then, listen, reading about those guys, they used to have to drive, what, four or five hours up into the mountain just to practice once a month kind of thing, you know? And you'd have yeah. a small window to get something done. So it's interesting to see some fellow like yourself who's access to all this information and, and recording software and to produce something that's very, very similar. And it's, it's cool, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, could you give us a rundown on what you use, actually, Moss? Um... Right. So, let's say, for interface, I have a Native Instruments Complete Audio 1. It's just a two-line in, um, interface, handy, gets the job done. And then I use, for the amp simulator, Guitar Rig, which is basically just from Native Instruments as well. You're able to make your own tones and everything. That's how I came across my tone. And then for the DAW or the um, software, FL Studio 20. So okay. that's basically it. You're smiling there, John. I'd be a big fan of FL Studio. That was actually, oh, okay. that's my intro into digital music was uh, yeah. when, I, when I was about 14 or 15, someone turned up with a cracked copy of one of the old <laughs> FL Studios and, yeah. and Kool-Aid Pro. And that's how we started making music. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Like all your drums are programmed. So again, is that just getting to know the songs and the feel of what would match up with or kind of trying to figure out what's what drum pattern suits which song? Um, basically, I, li- I literally just got um, the drum, the like MIDI drums, just because we don't really have a kit in the house. 
Yeah. Like my uncle's a drummer, uh, well, was a drummer for Melmore and at the leveler now. And, um, oh, Shane Cattle. Yeah. Shane, okay. yeah. That's his cool. uncle. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was another big influence on me, actually. Mm. But, um, yeah. Like, I know how to play drums and all, but it's just, it'd be hard to, like, mic them up and all with the setup I have. It's just mm. space as well as a big uh, concern. Yeah, so, you more or less looked at tutorials on YouTube to figure out a lot of the effects, etc. No, I just played around with them. Mm. Yeah, I was just like, "What's this?" And then put it on. Oh, that does that. So then I make a note in um, my notes app on my computer. Oh, this does that. Paramedic EQ, let's say, which is just an equalizer that does messes around with the frequencies. All that, you know, stuff. Yeah, handy. Okay. You can empathize with it. Is trial and error. Like, I mean, that's yeah. You don't know what any of it is until you use it anyway, and you can read about it, but you're still not going to know it until you go use it practically. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, it, even if I was recording something here at home, now I go look up stuff about it, like trying to fix a problem with it. I still don't mm-hmm. know. I'm applying yeah. things that I don't really understand until you actually dive into the software itself and use it, and you're like, all right, yeah, that's actually how it works. You get a grasp yeah. of it then. Like, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Howard, do you strike me as somebody that would? Hate to go down that rabbit hole. I, I went down it through it in uh, in lockdown when we did the Magdapina EP there. Um, I learned how to use what is it, Easy Drummer and oh, yeah. uh, Reaper and just a few different plugins and things like that. But um, I still use the live amps and things. You know, I I, ran, I amped up the room above to get a guitar tone. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a bit of a rabbit hole. <laughs> Part of it is is watching like so yourself, Tomas, and you know just having access to all this is amazing that you can oh, actually put together a fully realized album and put yeah. it out there in in the in the, the shape that it's in, which is really really good for yeah. what it is, and that's amazing that you can actually do that. It I just you know it it's, it gives you a lot of hope for, for people that. making music yeah. going forward. You know, yeah, thank you. Um, very, it's very interesting. It really is. And when Richie was on about you know doing this podcast I immediately knew who he was talking about uh, just from hearing word on the street I suppose as you put it you know there's a young fellow from Wexford there without an album a couple of albums actually I think you've got five or six uh, things on Bandcamp there yeah and um, it's so fully realised for your age and for the genre and uh, it's, it's really nice to see in here it really is you know Sound. I really appreciate that yeah. I'd actually, I'd actually seen um, even before I knew I was coming on, you were going to be on this as well. Uh, I was looking at a thread on Metal Warfare a while back, and there was oh, a few, yeah, by, there yeah. was a few by singing your presses on that, and they're yeah. not, they're not easy pleased. So yeah, the <laughs> yeah. local, the local filth thread, I think it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's the thread. Yeah. yeah the, Any yeah. idea how far it's after reaching tomorrow so far? Um. I actually got an email from somebody who contacted me through Bandcamp from Japan. Really? Um, yeah. And it was in Japanese, so I had to translate it. I was like, I really like your metal. Please make more. Thank you. That's what you just want to say. And then I sent an email back, translated it to Japanese, so it was probably shite. Google Translate. But um, ah, it's, it's great. To, it's I never thought it was going to get like this, even though it's not big. I never thought it was going to evolve into this. That makes any sense. At what, yeah, 15 years there. old, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you probably are aware of Hellripper, are you? I <clears throat> um, think so. Yeah, he's over in Scotland. He does all yeah. that himself. Yeah. Myself and Jack interviewed him and mm-hmm. 
like he was he's 25 man he was just knocking it out of the park and there wasn't weeks going by when he had more songs you know and yeah and I I presume you're developing steadily enough um, what's the, the most difficult part for you are you struggling with lyrics or music Oof. the music itself or um, what I really struggle with what I'm learning is um, the consistency of the mixing right because in my well now here's some spoilers for the newest album Guide to Self Destruction uh, it's probably one of my best albums that I've that I've ever I am ever going to put out because everything is just so well done because I think I was in I was like proper focusing I was like I want this album to be class like I want it to be a really good DSPM album <laughs> it's not in, not in special really but the consistency of the mixing was uh, something that I was surprised about, even though it's not perfect. And in one of the songs, I used a different um, drum plugin just to test it out. Like, um, it would really be the consistency that I'd be uh, kind of worried about with all the albums. Yeah. Because, like, there is a big difference, even like when you put out As the Dark Wind Passes, that was like in May 2020. So yeah. we'll say something like end of the world as we knew it, the EP in January of this year. Yeah. You could see you, you jumped a huge step there. Yeah. That was really, um, I think end of the world as we know it is one of the, it has my favorite song that I've ever made on it, Summoning of the Gods. Mm. Uh, just something about that song the atmosphere the way I made it I can't even remember making it myself like I must have it just yeah. came out like yeah yeah yeah. that's it like I love when that happens the riff is just there it's just all written it's almost written yeah. itself for yeah. you You're like this is unreal how do I get like, it out exactly like this <laughs> it's like some, some songs like you'd you'd ha- think of a riff then you play it exactly then you're like oh yeah I know what's what drum uh, let's mm. say fill I'm going to use or what patterns I'm going to use or where is there going to be a little interlude or when's when's there going to be like a solo or something like that or like clean vocals you just know it like it's mad like developing your craft at that age I mean how would you kind of how how would you sum it up Howard like (laughs) yeah it's trying to, to to find ways to relate to it, and um, that that's that's what I was trying to think of today in in terms of like myself and John there would have been when we were starting out in bands at your age, and I remember trying to get a band together at fifteen and trying to find fellows who were into the same kind of music as you are, which is really really difficult. And you always, oh, yeah. you know, you'd end up having some sort of compromise where it'd be four or five different guys with four or five different influences, mm-hmm. and you figure your sound out together as a band and with terrible gear and a terrible practice space. Yeah, and you know, you just sounds familiar. You know, the, <laughs> the goal was to play a gig with in in a pub. You know, that was yeah. as much as much as you ever thought forward ahead of. Like, you know, so I'm interested, Moz. What? How are you thinking about this in the future? Is it is producing something that you're going to going to get involved in, or do you see yourself as an instrumentalist who will be part of a, a group that will help the band grow, or do you see it as solely 100 percent yourself? You know, I see that I'm gonna have for Shigan and Yuka as just for as long as I want it so like because mm. right now like the time that I'm in at the moment is not really the best time for me to be making music because you know it's like the senior years of school so like you know I kind of need to get good shit in that 
But then at the same time, I fucking forgot what we were talking about, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Your development. Where yeah, really yeah. think is it going to be yeah. solo or are you going to go into a band? Yeah, um, I'm in a different few bands already. Um, okay. Like like a punk band with me and a few friends from school. Mm. Um, another one called Dystopia X. That's a technical death metal project that we have going. Um, it's not making any material at the moment. Just like still getting stuff ready and I'm probably going to have Roshigan and Yuka as I said for like however I want it for however long I want it that'll just be your your own thing you won't involve anyone else in it or anything like that yeah like I might get people in for like features yeah yeah like for features on let's say like because like that split I did with um, Sanguine Ecore yeah he's from Wexford as well is he uh, he's outside of Wexford. I, okay, Carney, I think. Not sure though, but um, yeah, like that. That was class, and that made me feel that like, you know, one man projects are kind of alone. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. sad. So like, you have to get somebody in for features whenever you kind of like, whenever you want to, really. It's, it's, it's nice to just kind of almost to, to try write it a different way or just to break yeah. out of a, a break out of a routine that you have is just getting yeah. somebody else in there with you for a while like right yeah that's it ah yeah I mean An you've got the chops you've got the chops to do it yourself and to collaborate and like on about collaborations there you were with the lads from the Ashari yeah. Irish Metal Project as well um, yeah. who, who approached you on that um well, I just like seen it being shared in the Irish Metal Group on Facebook once. And then, you know, I was like, oh, sure. Might as well see what this is about. Uh, I texted Dara O'Connor. Really nice oh, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Dara from Horrenda, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually wearing a Horrenda t-shirt right now. Shout out to them. <laughs> that this down to me. Um, I texted him saying, hey, kind of want in on the, the Sherry project, you know. Um, is there still, like is it still going ahead or what? He was like, hey man, I was actually going to reach out to you. Mm. Like, so he, he wanted me onto to a track and then what ended up happening was we finished our track, me and Dara's track, Black Metal track, good good song. Um, then I got a text off him again and he was like, hey man, can you do vocals for this? And then I listened to it. It's like a doom metal track, but then there was some black metal implemented into it so I popped vocals on that and that came out really good but the Sherry thing has opened me up to a whole new world like branch of people yes you know gotten me more into the Irish scene like yes Mm. yeah and that's um, something that I've been picking up off a lot of people it's just the the collaboration and the friendships that are being made out of it Um, And they've come across guys as well that are quite happily doing solo stuff, a bit like yourself, and wouldn't necessarily even be into being in yeah. bands, but they've um, contributed to this project. So that's that's really exciting to hear that, you know. Yeah, it's it's amazing now. It's really it's really good. Mm. And what about your parents, man? How supportive are they of this? Oh, parents bloody supportive of it. Um, my mom isn't really into this type of music. Naturally. Uh, yeah. My dad, <laughs> my dad is into some metal, but like the stuff I make, he's not into it, but he still says, that sounds good. Or yeah. like, you know, 
maybe you should do this to that riff and you know give me ideas so mm. that's another way and then yeah so they're completely supportive cool that's, that's great that's a great way to get going and that as well like, oh, you know? yeah yeah, yeah. It, makes, it makes a big difference you know when you've got that you've got uh, support from from different angles i'm, I'm, I'm really yeah. jealous tomas i have to say <laughs> every time you say something about <laughs> i'm like fucking hell how hard it was <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's making me remember it's like when you're like like when we were this age like it was like it, we were doing it a different way but it's still it's it's the buzz of doing it and figuring it all out and getting into it and it's like yeah. even though like I mean like, I, I was looking through your band camp as well Smas, and like I was listening to it there's some great stuff up on there like. it's just yeah. it's amazing how much stuff you've got out that quickly but even yeah, like when, like when we were and it's all good do you know what I mean it's not like you're just lashing stuff up there like you actually put it open it's, it's great but even thinking about like when we were God, 15, 16, 17, putting stuff together, like, Jesus, I don't know, but what I was putting up was off. <laughs> I was off. <laughs> like, it was terrible. Like, by comparison, you're kind of going, ah, Jesus, like, why did we ever think we'd get away with this? <laughs> yeah. well, uh, they were still course, doing it 25 years later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the parents weren't exactly putting money in our fucking hands either encouraging us to keep oh yeah it's fucking sounded great you know yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I was recording with my brother when we were God, we, I would have been 15 and he was uh, maybe 18 or 19 but we were using an old Tascam tape four track and we had uh, just lay-ins going into it and we were recording drums I don't know if any of you remember there used to be a game for the PlayStation Music 2000 oh yeah, no. yeah. Right? so we used to use this for drums we used to program out all the songs on this and then I would Jesus. we would plug that into one lane-in I would put a lane-in <laughs> out of the guitar out of a practice amp with a VM going into it into the other and uh, he would basically have a microphone with a pillow over it screaming into it and we'd record it all that way and we'd <laughs> 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 but I remember a few times my parents coming back to the house like what are you doing it's, like, it's fine it's, it's music it's great fucking <laughs> okay, okay we're going to play um, actually one of my favourite songs and I, I left Tomas choose whichever song he wanted and I just said yeah that's actually mine as well The Summoning of the Gods so we'll give it a blast here
I don't understand. At 15, got the instincts to know where to change, to to bring in certain elements of those songs. Yeah. It's a bit mind-blowing. It's remarkable. I don't it's really is remarkable, you know? You own that with fucking years of experience, John, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a while to get into it, all right. Like, that's, uh, yeah. it is a really well done, eh? I appreciate that. Really appreciate that. Are you going to stick with... I was trying with... to... Come on, Howard, sorry. I said, uh, you know, thing that I really like because... You're breaking up there, kiddo. Oh, we're unstable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're unstable. The <laughs> computer's telling me I'm unstable. You're actually after freezing on the screen. Oh, you're back. <laughs> I, hope, I hope it's a good freeze. I look good in it. <laughs> <laughs> you're giving a good smile, smile there, all right? <laughs> <laughs> 
you can get cynical about these things with bands coming through and kind of dismiss it as <laughs> as being um, you know not coming from an honest place and uh, not being able to mirror the thing that as it were like I said working four hours up a mountain just to practice. I think with some really big members well, Tomas, which is pretty impressive and particularly for that you're um, being in, you know? Um, do you yeah. find, do you get any lashback for that? Do you get any pressure from, from adults or from school or from peers about uh, attacking those issues? Um, let's just say, like, people in my school don't really know what I do. Only, like, a handful of people know, but like now my, like a few of the teachers are after finding out that I make music not by me telling them not by anybody else telling them just by mm. like don't really fucking know to be honest but <laughs> um, they just like because like I was in school I was in music and then teacher came up to me can I see you for a second I'm like yeah so what's this depressive suicidal black metal you make <laughs> and then yeah <laughs> But um, no, no, not really any last back, really. No, that's good yeah, to hear. That's good to hear. Yeah, even yeah. the the genre of depressive suicidal black metal, I mean, conjures up a lot of issues that people wouldn't be part of the scene. No, they yeah. have to understand it's a fucking release for the musician that's doing it, and it actually helps him yeah. through a lot of issues yeah. as well. Ah, yeah, sure. Like it's a really big uh, relief for me whenever I finish a track. Um, you know, I put my heart and soul into it and then then it's like I move on to a next issue with another song that I've dealt with. Yeah. So that's that's the way it kind of is like. Mm. And are you going to kind of keep the Asquelge element to to the band? Yeah, like because most of my lyrics are in English and I'm gonna tell you a little secret. I did not write lyrics up until end of the world as we know it. Okay. I didn't. I was just screaming random shite that came into my mind. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, because like I wasn't really. I was like an atmospheric black metal project. Then I found DSPM, and I was like, okay, no, this is what I want to do. Mm. This is what like I want my music to be. So that's what I'll make it as. And you have merch as well. I used to have merch. Then the fucking merch store Teespring is what I use. Okay. Hard, horrible. But um, if you're one of the lucky people, there is only like ten t-shirts released. Uh, I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't even have one. I don't even have them myself. But, I was um, looking for a black vest myself, but uh, I don't know. Right. <laughs> once I um, once I guess uh, the store up and running because I have patches. Like there is a patch there. Ah, okay. I have patches, CDs, cassettes, all on the the record label line with give them a shout out is it depressive illusion records yes depressive illusion records who are they uh ukraine or germany one of them two okay i think it's ukraine Mm. or um independent independent label so you know go give them a follow on instagram or uh did they find your stuff online was it what did they just find your stuff online or did you um uh oh i reached out to them for pressings and then you know, started talking and now, yeah, shined. Jesus, deadly. Yeah, yeah, it's deadly. Yeah. <laughs> what about merch then? You, you'd have some, like can people direct message you and give you, say pay whatever, 15 euros to PayPal yeah. and 
and they can get a patch or a t-shirt or, or long sleeve um, or what's there? With the patches, like stuff that isn't like clothes, so patches and then physical media uh, are all on the Depressive Illusion Records website. Okay. Well, okay. let's say if I do release, if I do open up the merch store again, then everything will just be available there. And then you can just buy one of the ships from US or UK, somewhere there. Mm-hmm. If it's UK, then I'm sorry because the import duties. Yeah. All that shit. I'm well aware of it. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all are at this fucking stage. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Buying, buying vinyls, buying records from England is a shit show now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're getting yeah. ten quid asked and added on here, there, and everywhere. It's a bit of a nightmare, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Surely, fucking shipping for a record I'm waiting on, the Trigium Ascendancy vinyl. Jeez, I had to pay like an extra twenty-five euro for shipping and taxes and all that. Oh, and I was like, only cost me like five quid last time. Yeah, <laughs> hard. Yeah. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Oh, it is. <laughs> I, yeah, still get worse. And John, as we segue nicely into Quill Effects, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about your pedals and stuff. When you started out this project, I mean, mm. did you have any idea how, I mean, it's after fucking really taking off for you, man. Well, it is, it's going all right. I mean, it's not massive by any means, but I'm kept busy with it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not, um, it's not a full-time thing yet or anything like that, but... Uh, it could possibly be. Yeah. Like, I mean, even when I started it out, I was just building stuff for myself. You know? Right. And mm. it, it kind of went, I don't know, I enjoyed building it. And I thought, well, if I'm doing it like this, sure, I, the money I'm putting in building it, I thought maybe I could build one or two extras. Maybe one or two lads will pick them up off me and I'll make mm. the, the money I've spent on it back. That's all. But people were just coming looking for but it's not that fucking simple man you're dealing with integrated <laughs> no. circuits now like what, what the fuck like where did you get the background to do this oh I taught myself online no Jesus way. John yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I thought um, you went up to fucking sabbatical there for three years and learned how to solder no, and fucking um, an engineering course and I had I'll tell you when I was oh when I was 17 I started college in Dublin uh, DIT Bolton Street and I was doing oh I was doing engineering it was like general engineering right mm-hmm. I'd never done electronics before it, and I did three weeks of it then and the only thing I learned how to do was read a schematic and I dropped mm-hmm. out of college and I never looked at it again that was that until <laughs> until what oh god what year is it? it's 2021 so is it 2017 2018 mm. um i was actually after buying one of moose's pedals myself to use oh yeah uh, mm. most battle hammer that's my favorite it's the best but um club, they... club. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's great i love it. like i'd always recommend like even this is this is great because even in pedal groups i see people looking like for recommendations oh what sort of a pedal should i get for this that and the other and it's like part of me is like do i recommend my own or do i just tell them to buy moses <laughs> such an irish thing jesus christ we're, we're shocking that way like but shocking. i was after buying that pedal <laughs> off him and i was talking there was actually liam o'connor that he was in the band with me at the time he was also already building his own circuits he was building stuff for himself and he was mm. saying yeah there's a lot of lads doing this there's a huge community online it's actually you know he said, you'd enjoy it he said to me he said if you buy uh, a kit online he said it's almost like lego he said if you buy a simple one it's easily explained i was like okay i'll have a look at it and see if that's what it's like hmm. so i looked at it and i taught myself how to, i said play around with it a bit taught myself how to use a solder and iron how to look at it 
looking at the schematic, I was like, all right, wait, I understand this. I know what the parts are. I haven't looked at I haven't looked at one of these in about 15 years, but I understand yeah. it. Right. Okay. <laughs> but um, so I just said running from there is like I built one and it worked and it was like a tube screamer clone. I was like, this is fine. Like it's it's okay, but I want to build some other stuff. And I was looking up circuits online and it's like rather than just buy a kit, it's like I could buy the parts. I could learn how to translate these to just basically strips of copper and work that way off of it. Yeah. And but the resources is the resources online for this are immense. Absolutely okay. immense. And it's also the only reason I still have a Facebook account is because there's just there's groups there's face there's facebook groups and they're just all about pedal building and that's i would have deleted my account like years ago if they weren't on um i'm in there reading them the whole time there's people share schematics share ideas problem solve everything there's mm-hmm. resource full proper electronic engineering resources inside in those groups so just i soaked up as much of it as i needed to get started yeah that was it yeah and of course, the Irish scene is small enough that way. So word of mouth will travel fast, hard, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean we've two of them in the Magdalene already, you know. Yeah, we have the, we've, uh, Mike has we've two uh, rat clones, and um, you know we use them. We use them. Well, Mike uses his consistently all the time. What are but, they uh, called? They're the the rat clone. Rat clone. Okay. Rat clone. No, I have a couple of rats as well, and um, yeah, I'd, I'd pick John's over the the rat itself just in terms of what I'd be looking for out of a pedal. Anyway, that's actually um, that's uh, one of uh, I had started building racklons myself, and I was building them. There's a I could probably show you here now and bore you. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see here. <laughs> There's a thing that you can build circuits on. So everybody knows what a circuit board looks like, right? Yeah. You all know what a circuit board looks like anyway. In general, you can build them on a circuit board, or you could build them on something like this, right? Okay. Which is just a copper sheet with holes drilled in, mm-hmm. and you. Trace a circuit on it, make cuts in the right place, put different yeah. things in the right place, and that is then that's your circuit. Then you can just use it like that. So that's the first few racklons I did were like this. And I had posted one of them online, and Moose had sent me a message saying, if you want to save yourself a lot of time, I have boards. You can just use mine. You're, you, you're doing the same thing. It's like, oh, great, I'll take them. So, so that's the ones that you have actually in the Magnet Pinnacle. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're Moose's circuit built into that. I just built it then afterwards, basically. Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's amazing how quick they get picked up because I I, I bought up I think it was at the beginning of the pandemic actually I was looking yeah, for something yeah it was for, it sometime last year anyway yeah, yeah. something last year we were looking I was looking for something to because I was recording at home and using the, the home rig here and I hadn't used it in any context other than jamming at home by myself and then I was recording it and I, yeah. you know I said I give it a chance with the rat clone and uh, so for some reason or other we were able to jam together and Mike used it on his base he wanted to just test it out like and he's like oh fuck I'll get on to him straight away <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's, that's how it works that's how everybody ends up chatting to me the, yeah. like, it, it, yeah, it's, think... it's just word of mouth and people picking up and having, having a go and then going fuck it this isn't bad at all this is actually yeah. great <laughs> yeah of course and they're the like, the when well. they hear it's quilly like you know it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it was a local lad like yeah that's, that's what most people seem to say is like just well it's, it's, if I'm going to buy him off anyone I may as well buy him off someone yeah. here doing it like yeah and I mean I, I, I enjoy it like, I mean I love building them anyway so that's kind of what half the fun of it is like if I didn't like building them I wouldn't be doing it right but yeah. it's it, it's nice I get to sit down you know you put, on, you put on a few albums you sit down for the evening when you get the couple of hours make yeah. a little yeah. plan you sit there you solder away for the evening like, you know mad fucking uh, hell Tomas have you any of them no no do not. Actually, I'm trying to start a pedal board, actually, so I might pick up a few. Oh, yeah. There you if, go. If, if you're ever looking, you can always get on to me. I do odds and ends of stuff and the odd few custom bits and small bits and stuff as well. So even if you don't know how to want, you can always give us a shout too. Something I can't build, I'll, no. tell, you where, I'll tell you where to go to. So. Yeah. yeah. Don't. 
So, like, are they predominantly uh, the pedals you'd be using live or recording or rehearsing? Oh, I know for anything. And you could mm. use them in any sort of a situation. Like, I mean, obviously, people are buying them with the intention of playing live. Uh, okay. But, I mean, I've, I have a board set up here. I'm looking at it now. I say it's a bass board, but I play the guitar through it. And there's a Rackthorn on it. And there's a compressor on it and a Brutalist Junior and things like this and a tuner. But that's I use that into my interface, into an amp sim. And yeah. that's what I do for everything then as well. So I don't have, I don't use the, the digital effect. I use the digital amp sim set and modeler and stuff that mm. way. But then I can still plug the board straight in and I get something approximate in what I am doing inside in the jam space where I leave my main board. Yeah, we were talking yeah. to Brad Boatwright about that. Weren't we hard? We were, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 I'd say he had a lot to say about it anyway. He did actually. He had quite an interesting take on a lot of the, the simulation stuff. Um, I think we're he was surprisingly positive about it, wasn't he? He's more positive than I was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the, the ultimate conclusion was is you, you still can't replicate pushing air in a room. It's just um, it's, it's yeah. really difficult to do in the kind of dynamic you get with a valve amp, for example. It's, you just can't replicate it because digital stuff doesn't take into account what kind of room it is or who's, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. trying to replicate a sound. And the problem with that is, is that valve sound is so dynamic and so natural and organic that it's really hard to capture it. And you still can't replicate standing in front of a fucking rig yeah. and making a noise. But it's getting close. It's getting scarily close, you know? It's, I, I like using, I like digital stuff and I like digital effect. Even for years, like before I was building pedals and uh, like when I started even picking up the pedals individually, I said it was my buddy Liam who actually got me onto buying individual pedals. I was using digital boards, like line six boards and stuff like yeah. this, you know, and I enjoyed them and I enjoyed using them digitally and I always thought it was grand, but I always felt like it's like, the, I don't like the distortion effects, but I love everything else, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it doesn't have that sound. Like you're saying, it's air being moved in or own. You're yeah. missing. You're missing that. Like even if that's just mic'd up, I was actually watching a thing earlier on. And it was Steve Albini talking about how to mic an amp, and I was just obsessed with it. Because yeah, his stuff man. is amazing. Everybody like, uh, does it so organic that I was just like, how does he do that? <laughs> yeah. Crazy. He just puts a band in a room, and sets up the mics around in, in a certain way, and everybody goes at it live. And it's kind of a yeah. case of you know you're going to sound like your sounds if you haven't practiced. You're going to sound like you haven't practiced. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I, what I love about that is that's his goal is he doesn't want to make you sound the way he wants you to just sound like you. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. I love that idea of just make, it doesn't even necessarily have to sound good or it doesn't sound bad or a particular style or anything. It just has to sound like you. That's it. You know? Yeah. yeah. But that's even what I like even about your stuff, Tomas. It's like that, like, I mean, you're doing everything digitally, but you still sound yeah. like you. You have the idea of what you want regardless of what way you're doing it you would yeah, ultimately like, try to make it sound like that and make that atmosphere using the production as the tool to do it. You know? Like, even though, like, most most of my stuff is, well, all of it is digital, like, it's still, like, I'd rather be playing, like, through, let's say, like, back in the days, like, in the 90s, through, like, a tape deck or recorder, because that's the way, like, Black Metal started, and that's the way that I want my stuff to be. But the thing is, you can't really, you can't really emulate that same feel, the cold and can't really emulate that in a digital way so like literally all you can do is just throw like a low pass or high pass filter on it and yeah uh, <laughs> then everything right. sounds like right yeah, look, look up kind of what sounds like a tape but that's something that even um i was talking to my brother i used to make music quite a lot with my brother and i don't want to watch anymore we used to have a project called anti-human for years and um 
we used to use to set the task cam four track tape deck. But even what we were doing towards the end of that was we would record, like even when we were using like Music 2000 for the drums, then eventually we were using uh, Easy Drummer and MT Power Kit and stuff. Yeah. Oh, we I would use them. MT Power Kit's fantastic. I use that the whole time. Ah, the only problem with them ones is that the velocity, everything just sounds like when it's blast beats or whatever, and the sound gets kind of boring after yeah. a while. It's yeah, magic. you have to you have to play with the velocity and you have to dock it out and try and make it sound real and stuff. But even yeah. like that, like I said, sometimes it's very clinical, very direct and stuff. Yeah. There's a yeah. wonderful documentary that I recommend you both check out. Um it's 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 based, you know, the Berserker, they're an Australian grindcore band from oh, yeah. the mid nineties, oh, yeah. whatever it was. It's them recording their first album and uh, it's it's like ninety seven, I think it is. So he's got a Windows ninety seven setup and you know, four hours looping one bass drum the next thing it just crashes and he has to start again and fucking eight hours later and you know he just, just gets it right and then the whole thing fails he's a start oh, oh, fuck it's, it's amazing just the struggle to get out an album it's fucking amazing really really Jesus good Jesus Christ like what, what we used to do is because we said we loved we liked the sound of it but we could never because we were trying to teach ourselves how to do all the stuff digitally mm. my brother and I was mm. my brother Garrett was a great um, he had much more of a head for it than I did and he would pour absolutely pour over the dot to try and figure out how to make it sound good train different things trained this that and the other everything and self-taught again you know? I, uh, but yeah. one of the things that he used to love doing was bouncing everything back out to the Tascam tape deck that we used to use and then bouncing it back into the PC because it would naturally give it that tape compression whether you were just doing it to the guitar or the drums or the overall mix at the yeah. end of it that's what he would yeah. do was send it out to the tape deck and then back into the PC and record it digitally and what style of music was that John was it like sludge or what uh, everything industrial death metal okay yeah. industrial death metal <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we was doing us in the drum machine. Going, what can we do? Anything, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like the likes of Fudge Tunnel and all those bands back at the day. Alex Newport, yeah. wasn't it? God flesh should be the huge one for us. Sorry, Chair. Mm, Jesus Christ. But like you have at the moment, John, you've, is it three pedals you for sale online? I have I've three, hang on, what do I have? I have three up for sale. Yeah, that yeah, I actually am making them. So I have the, the Bacchus is one that I do. Um, mm-hmm. That's a, a type of distortion anyway. It's an overdrive distortion. Okay. It's, like a, it's a two-stage pedal. So there's, I'm trying to, trying, trying to think of a way of explaining this that won't bore you to that. <laughs> it's uh, basically set up almost as if it's two types of distortions in one box. So you can turn the gain up on one and then turn the gain up on another. And it's like they're all, it's always stacked into each other. So you get a little yeah. different character depending on what way you balance them okay. up. Like, I mean, okay. like if you're playing guitar, you know, anyway, you'd be trying to balance gain stages in different ways. Like you don't just drive everything to the max. You're trying to kind of slowly stack everything up in different ways to get the tone that you want. So this just has yeah. two of them in one box. <laughs> um, there's a bass version of that. It's Bacchus Plus is what I called it, just because it sounds fancier than a bass Bacchus. <laughs> but um, it's the same thing, but it's filters are a bit tweaked on it, so it lets the bass response through better. It has a clean blend on it, and I moved one of the gain stages to a second foot switch, so you can get two different levels of gain out of the one pedal. When you're playing live, it's a bit easier than using two different pedals for it. You should call it Baby's Got Bacchus. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> I'm going to rob that for some. Make sure to give him credit. That's the magna is shining through there now. No yeah. fucking doubt of all uh, yeah. of them. It's right across <laughs> the side of the rat pedals there. Perfect. And you have an organics as well. The organics is actually my favorite one that I have at the minute. Yeah. And I use that on that. a lot of different stuff. So it's uh, two, as, as it started actually with uh, a guy had messaged me looking to buy uh, a clean boost off me. 
then he was saying, I'm looking to get a, a clean boost pedal, but everything I'm getting is very, that they're very muddy order too tinny and I don't know how to do with them. And I was like, great, well, I'll, I said, I was tying with an idea, I'll send you this, and it was two clean boosts run side by side in one pedal. But one was low pass filters, the other one's high pass filters. So the idea is you can turn them up to get whether you want more high clean or more low clean, you'll turn them up mm. to get that. And he loved it. He was like, this is exactly what I wanted. Like I can go full sludge with this by turning up the low end or I can get uh, a nice bright clean tone by just turning up the high end on it. And it's it's after improving the response out my guitar tenfold. It's like, cool. Jesus, great. Maybe I'll play with this. So mm. I built a, another few designs of it, and that's what I have now. Is it's two clean boosts running side by side, but into another second gain stage that you can turn on or off. So it's basically uh, you get clean bass or clean treble on it, and you turn on the second stage, and it just adds a little bit of grit to it. So it's perfect. Like you put it at the start of your pedal chain. If it's lacking somewhere, you can like or you don't like the response. You don't like the high end response after pedal chain. You put this at the start. You turn up the high a bit. It might improve it. Put it at the end. Turn it up a bit. It might improve it. It's like a fixer basically for what you're. It's a good idea. That's a good yeah. idea for like a pedal. It, it also yeah. is as I described it to my brother for uh, almost by accident when I was trying it out on bass. It is auto god flesh. That's it. You just turn the thing <laughs> up and it has It just has that rattle. It has that jaw, that chunk, but you still have the nice bit of presence. Like, and it works actually weird with bass because you can turn up the low. You can turn up the low on it, and you're getting the good low response. But when you turn up the high, you're getting all that pick rattle. You're getting yeah, that yeah. grind and yeah. attack off. It's like that's what I want on a bass. You know? But the other thing too about about um, John's pedals, lads, is the the presentation when you get it in the post is, is really really nice touch. There's um some uh, little personal messages in there. The schematics are there laid out for you. The, what the pedal does, what it what it should do, and what it shouldn't do. And uh, it's a it's a nice package <laughs> to is. get. That's nice. Yeah. No? yeah cheers. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes touch. a big difference. It really does. Like I mean, feel the tissels with me and pedals. Uh, but your demo <laughs> on YouTube was excellent. Ah, cheers. Know? <laughs> you know, so that that actually was very handy to look at it and kind of go, OK, that's what he means. And it, you break it down so well. I, I try to go into it because I don't know. I don't know who's watching. Them. I don't know if it's someone who actually knows pedals or if it's somebody who's just interested in a song. So <laughs> I try to give us more. Very I, quick I try to, to point out things that are wrong, you know. <laughs> just somebody <laughs> wanting to hear your voice, John, you know. <laughs> my, my, my dulcet ASMR, tones. ASMR, John. Love it. <laughs> so, turned again. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, Lord. <laughs> Could do a Howard Stern on it there. It's a bit, a bit more dirt. <laughs> straddling that amp there, Howard. <laughs> oh, be the Lord Jesus. <laughs> so, John, for example, now if somebody, as you said, now we could say came to you and said they wanted something different, um, estimated turnaround time for that. Depends on how much other stuff I'm building, depends on how busy I am in my normal job. Yeah. Um, okay. Since since we had a child, that has doubled the time you'd be waiting. Mm. So uh, it's generally if, if it's something <laughs> if it's something small if it's something small and I have the power tier, it could be it could be two weeks. Okay. Um, if it's something a little bit more complex, or if you're waiting on parts, it could be four weeks, could be six weeks. Yeah, so, that's fair. Depending on what they're like, I do a lot of actually. Um, even after I built those rat pedals, there was a couple of people and they're all from Cork, which is even funnier. Uh, they all came looking for bass versions of the rat pedal and it started with a guy, actually Chris Hockey. Um, mm. And he does, uh, he, he does solo music and stuff around it. It's a kind of, an, it does a, a lot of different stuff. I see him playing with some of the guys that were got along and things like that online. But he, um, he came looking for a bass rat and he was asking, could you do something like 
the rat, but with a full stage in front of it. I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. No problem. I'll play with the idea a bit. So because I was playing with the idea, it took a little bit longer. But mm. I gave him his and then uh, Keen Milan came to me looking for one. He was like, I want something like that, but can you change it a little bit? I was like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. And then a few other people came and went, I just want that. So now I already had the idea figured out. So it was like, okay, I can turn them around quicker. I knew a few lads were looking for them and I just bought them in and did them up. Every time somebody wanted one, I did it up custom for them each time. Yeah. Yes. It's fucking great, man. And your band then, Third Island. Right, yeah. Where are you at the moment? Are you working on an album or what's going on? You're a three-piece now, is that correct? We are actually, yeah. Unfortunately, after I think the last, uh, the last run of gigs we were playing with you as well. Anyway, how it was uh, when we were down in That's right. Yeah, yeah. That, actually, Jesus, I think very fondly that you put some set in that night. Ah, uh, I tell that you, was it was one of the best fucking gigs. January, year, wasn't it? Yeah. Just before everything went wrong. Yeah, we were happy yeah. with that, right? You know, it was actually it was, all, it was us. Us and Electricals as well. Electricals, yes, yeah. that's Electricals, it. Electricals, yeah. They started. Electric- was no, the boys on first. It was a third island on first, I think it was. And then we had Electricals. Electricals. Oh, no. oh, electric, yeah, Electricals went first, actually. And then, and yeah, they then had to we go back to Dublin. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Now I know it's coming back to me. Yeah. yeah. They're cla- their class as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're class as well. I got to, I got to see them. Like, and everybody sure. getting on great. It was fun, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was deadly. And hadn't been in Fred's in a while later. It was only my second time ever playing there, actually. Weird. Really? Jesus. The the first time we ever played there was oh it was it was our second gig we were supporting Dune you know the Scottish called DVNE as it is oh right? yes yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. we were supporting them in there with Harvester and um, I remember laughing because we were like oh yeah sure there'll be backline there for you it was like oh yeah great great so we went in and it was a uh, pirate promotions were running it and it was like all right we'll see what they have for backline thinking it's threads they'll have something small no like they had like a JCM eight hundred and <laughs> two four twelves and they had the full ampeg stack and stuff I was like oh Jesus Christ we're gonna death them everyone this is great noise here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was actually we're sitting there going we're actually spoiled like we were turning up with like a combo amp you know <laughs> <laughs> but um, but you yeah, know after that gig in Cork. Uh, we had another short run with Electricals and a few other bands each mm. time. Like we played with Tums yeah. in Limerick and we played in Galway with, oh, was it Native and Kairovian and Pink Wonder. And um, <laughs> it was Joran that Liam said that he wanted to, leave, wanted to leave the band. Um, he was after getting a house, he's getting married and he was actually living almost on the border of Mayo in Galway. Uh, Jeez, right. yeah. And oh, he yeah. was commuting. He was commuting down to Limerick for practices, and we were. I mean, like we were doing something with the band, but we weren't doing anything hectic enough to be warranting that level of travel. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So he, he he explained it to us. We were like, oh, we can be, we're still all great friends and everything. He's uh, my oldest friend. I've known the guy since seven four. Like so. Jesus, really? <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> But um, so like, we were like, yeah, we'll like, fair enough. Play out the rest of the gigs with us. We finished up all of them. And um, then... how did the CDs go for you? Actually, I remember buying a CD off you at uh, Fred's, and that was for was it Omelas? Was it? Oh uh, yeah, Omelas was actually with the second album. We were we were touring the one we'd just released in 2019. Was unspeakable. Actually, was that we were touring? Oh there. yes, that's the one I have then. Yeah. Mm. But um, yeah, and all the people picked them up. People were happy with it and everything, and it was just, it went well. But I think we got stifled fairly rapidly by uh, March 2020. Yeah, so, yeah. We had the double whammy there. So Liam was just left abandoned myself and Seamus and Scott. Uh, Seamus Quaid is the bassist, and Scott Kemp then is the drummer. Um, we were talking like, what are we going to do? And then it was March, and everything was locked down, and we're like, well, we'll just put practices on hold, so and we'll see what we do afterwards. Well, we ended up going back practicing a bit, and. Um, it was tall John got onto us to do one of the live streams for the Bad Rep gig. And we were like, what are we going to do? We still don't know if we're going to do three piece or four piece or whatever it is. We uh-huh. said, look, 
we'll just do it as a three piece. We'll pick the songs that sound the fullest as that. Mm. And we actually did uh, a test recording before the live stream. So like maybe a week or two weeks beforehand, we have our jams best at the time. We had, we always had it mic'd. We always have everything mic'd, ready to go. The idea being you can either record or you can record demos and just listen to them yourself, whatever you want to do. Mm. So we just demoed it all. And um, we played live stream, thought well, it went well. We loved playing it. I got to see Tombs live again. Then it was great because we hadn't seen a band in how long. Yeah, true. We were listening to it afterwards and we were like, yeah, the live stream sounds good, but we had multi-tracked recordings of our demo beforehand and we sounded fine as a three piece. So we're like, well, we'll just stay doing this then. We'll keep at it. We just won't play songs that sound weak as a three piece. We'll mm-hmm. just keep playing the ones that we can we can get away with, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. Get away but with I mean, it, it sound terrible. <laughs> but I mean, you now have to handle all the vocal duties. So uh, uh, On and off. A lot of what we did is if there was parts where we could drop them, we dropped them. So okay. we didn't do we didn't do huge edits to the songs or anything like that. Some of stuff like sometimes I picked up Liam's vocals, but I didn't want to try and emulate him because I can't mm. emulate him. You can't. And I didn't want to do a poor. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to do a poor version of it, and I didn't want to make it sound anything like that. So I just thought we'll leave out anything that I can't do that he's doing basically. You know, it's just fair enough. Um, yeah. But uh, so yeah, we've been writing basically since then. We actually have a good bit of stuff written now. And we're looking to do a release next year. So. Okay, we'll have a listen to the colour here, and that's off the live two, is it? Is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah, that was um, recorded. Um, was it Kieran recorded it? Uh, no, it's actually all self done. Was it? Okay, yeah. fair yeah. play. <laughs> cool.
first thing that's obvious is the tone. It's a fantastic tone off that, man. Uh, cheers, cheers. Fucking hell. <laughs> Sounds great. And do you know what? You know, it's, it must be daunting as well just to kind of take over vocal duties. So it'll be interesting to see where you develop that in relation to the new. Is it going to be an EP or an album or have you any um, idea at the moment? We're humming and hawing over which it's going to be. We have okay. we've maybe we have four songs that, that are definitely going to be released one way or another. We're kind of in the middle of them. Mm. And then we have about another three that are still ideas. But each time we went to practice, we try to pick up a different one and see where we take it. You know, yeah. And we, t- we tend not to overcook stuff or think too long about it. Once we have a song, mm. we're, ha- we're good with it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So if, we, if we end up with all seven, then we release all seven. If we end up with four, we I, I, I think I think Quilly, you're you're the vocalist now. You have to crack that whip and ride that horse, you know. You're, you're, <laughs> ah, you're, you're in fucking charge now, boy. Oh no, no, no. You know, this is, it's a democracy. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Anyone brave enough to put a microphone in front of themselves and scream their heart out deserves the deserves the reins. I did laugh actually when I said to the lads that I said, Oh, I'm going on the podcast. And uh, first thing Scott says, Why wasn't I invited? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell. See the benefits uh, of being solo, Tomas. Yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> There's a fucking plus straight away. Many, know, we, many we, we benefits. All, <laughs> we all have great old banter and everything as well. Anyway, ah, like, I mean, Scott, yeah. Scott, I've actually, I've known, I've known Scott and Seamus a long time ago. Seamus is uh, a friend of mine from Templemore growing up as well anyway. And yeah. Scott, uh, I got to know him fairly soon after we left school. And he was actually in another band with uh, Liam O'Connor years ago and with uh, Mick Lee out of Dark Matter. They were in a band called Shadow Facts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, after they broke up, then like Scott was playing in different odds and ends of bands. And then when we started Third Island, he had asked a few times, uh, what are you doing for a drummer? Because we were using a drum machine at the start. We actually used the drum machine for, Jesus, two or three years. I saw and, you in Cypress Avenue with the drum machine, actually. And, yeah, when, uh, we played Mon- when we played Monolith, that was the last drum machine. Jesus we Christ, yeah. yes, yeah. God. <laughs> but, uh, but there yeah, are so- similarities between yourselves and Dark Matter, now that you mentioned it. It's a band that I'd completely forgotten about. Dark Matter were great force there towards the mid noughties yeah they're, they're, they're pretty great, much actually. a mainstay at the stage and um three piece uh very very kind of similar to yourselves actually in terms of the approach and whatnot it was very very good but yeah, uh, we'd, yeah we'd, I, we'd be into a lot I'm of the same stuff that right, connection yeah. and actually the boys that were in the band they said we'd know him anyway especially Mick, Mick Lee, you know, i said i see him regularly he's a good friend of mine as yeah. well and uh he's great friends with scott too for years like so yeah we all kind of know each other. Actually, Mick Lee is in a band with myself and Scott. Another thing that we do on the side of all of that. So. Car pack or not? That's the it's one, yeah. It's always the side It's always yeah. the side Why didn't you call it Car Blackie? Car Blackie. Because that, one, that, hadn't, that hadn't been released at the time. Yeah. We were just laughing. We were laughing so hard at the idea of somebody being an absolute astronaut for the Car Packie that we thought, Car Pack or not? That's the band. So, yeah. <laughs> So, Tomas, uh, just to bring you in, uh, Karpaki is this uh, beer. Yeah. legend. I mean, fucking a 15, like, for fuck's sake. Oh, boy. He's not that innocent. <laughs> On the set every day, you know yourself. <laughs> That's, That's your last two years of school, you might as well, you know. <laughs> Bad dad, if you're watching this, I swear to God, I, I'm uh, not drinking all the time. <laughs> fucking hell, how did he know that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> My dad loves the stuff. I'm calling the guards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the guard going to come knocking on my door. Just come on, son. But uh, uh, go on, tell us about Carpacanot. That actually started almost as a sort of a laugh. 
And it's something still a laugh, but we do it a bit more seriously or a little bit more seriously, I suppose. Um, it was myself and Scott were just uh-huh. jamming. And we said, why don't we just try and write something? Like we're in there and we're drinking and we're playing drum. Then it was just the two of us. Nobody else was at practice. We're like, why don't we just try and write something? And it doesn't matter what it comes out like. No matter what it comes out like, we'll keep it with the idea of it being a sort of sludge, a sort of dome and keep it jammy because it'd be handier to handle. Right. And we wrote a song in one night and I put it up in bank camp the next day. And then the next week we went in and did the same thing. And we like, I thought they were fine. I thought they were good, but they I mean, they sounded fairly weak because we just thrown them together. But I was interested in the idea and we said, we'd keep plugging away at that. And it was uh, the next year we were looking myself and Scott and Mick. Then again, we we're up and we were just having an old jam around messing around with stuff. We said, we'll record everything everything we do whether it turns out to be absolutely shit or whether it turns out to be us messing or whether it turns out to be good we'll just record the whole session and everything was everything was mic'd the room was ready for multi-track recording mm. so uh, we sat on it for about a month or two afterwards I didn't really look at it after we'd done it that night other than taking a couple of things out of it the worst songs out of it mm. came out and ended up on some of those dollar pickle compilations I don't know if any oh, have yeah. ever seen them oh yeah, yeah. shout out to Dave <laughs> So they were doing some of the compilations and we gave it just random names that weren't even Carpacky and just trying them up on them. But when I was going back through the session, there was a couple of things in there. It was like, these aren't actually half bad. Like they're bad, but they're not half bad. So we'll keep them aside. And we so mixed it you down. Have to, you have to kind of put us in the thought process as well. Like, I mean, were those sessions alcohol induced, drug oh, yeah. induced? It was all drink. Yeah, I'll <laughs> um, we would just it's, if we were around. Unfortunately for poor Scott, sure he doesn't normally get the chance to have the drink because he's driving back to outside Nina at NHT. Mm. But uh, myself and Mick would turn up with bag of cans and let's see what we do. Bag of cans and away we go. I said, we actually, what turned out, we were laughing at it first. We didn't ever intend on taking it remotely seriously first, but uh, we put up it, put it up on Bandcamp anyway. Of course, like that's how you finish an album, you put it on Bandcamp. But uh, one of the one of the Doom pages on YouTube got onto us. We're like, we want to put your video up on us just to see if it'll get like, just obviously they were just sharing videos. We're like, okay, yeah, go on, take it away. But loads of people watched it. And then when I looked at the bank camp, I put up for free download. Like when I came back, like hundreds of people had downloaded. It. It Jesus Christ. Like, it was poor, poor fools. <laughs> <laughs> the next time we went in, we said, why don't we try and do it slightly more seriously? We'll see. We, we, I mean, if, if it still ends up being a joke, it's a joke. There's never huge pressure on it, but we'll see if anything good comes out of it. And then the next one was an album, Transmissions, we called it, actually, and we put it up. And I I like it. A few people like it. Sam, again, it went up on there. People liked it. Loads of people were downloading it. Um, I was kind of shocked at how nice some of the things came out together. It was just all slow, sort of psychedelic, sort of sludge, doomy stuff. Mm. Anything, like if there's a few vocals here and there on it that didn't have vocals, I covered it in samples from Terence McKenna. So, you know, and that would sound trippy. <laughs> fucking class Jesus Christ actually we did one again lately and uh, we didn't particularly plan on doing it myself and Scott were in there but then uh, Mick Lee and Tall John tur- turned up to the jam space so we said Tall John you're on Vox and that's up on Bandcamp now is that fucking hell what's that labelled oh. uh, Hot Carp Summer Hot Carp Summer <laughs> 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 fucking oh, class, class. 
It's, it's all a bit tongue-in-cheek, but it's all like, we'll put everything up. And with the idea as well as we were saying to the lads about it, was who, anyone who is around that is willing to do it. Mostly it's obviously going to be boys that are in Limerick that are up around the jam space and stuff. But if people are there and they want to come up and just play guitar on it or do whatever they want, we'll do that. If it's good, it's good. It gets called that and goes up on it. If it's bad, it dies on my hard drive. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no... Um, there's no worrying over it or redoing mm. it or re-recording it, Ratton. It's just if it's done, it's done. If it's if it's not, it's not. It's there's yeah. no point in stressing yeah. over kind of a thing. You, know? you brought up a good point there, and I'll just put it back to you, Tomas. Um, how do you judge, like, in relation to a recording of a song? Is there somebody that you can feedback that can feedback to you in relation to any songs or something? Or are you just um, my brother, really? Okay, like, he's probably like one of the most influential on the recording. So like, you know, I'd come, I'd ask him like, since we live in the same house, I'd be shouting at him from like, he'd be upstairs and I'd be downstairs. Like on the opposite <laughs> end of the house. Come up there and come down there. Need you to look at this. And he'd do the same because he's starting to record music as well. And uh, we both give each other feedbacks on whatever we make. Okay. But like there'd be tracks where it'd be fast and you know, proper like bleeding your ears and then there'll be tracks where they'll be quiet and slow and then mm-hmm. go into something like that and he would Sean would be like oh, sure, go on you might as well you know throw some effects in there or you know um, let's say some drums with low velocity and you know just put them there and the clean parts just give us a little bit of oomph yeah and then yeah but uh, yeah sure not spoiling, uh, but Sean is um, making some music now. I'm not sure if he's going to release it or not, but some really class shit. Better than my stuff now. Uh, I'd say that. It's better than my stuff. Uh, your course are going to say that about me. Uh, it's your brother, he said, isn't it? He comes down and fucking give you a fucking Chinese burn. <laughs> 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 oh, what kind of uh, music is it going to be? Is it um, dead um, metal, black metal as well, or what? Kind of doomish, blackish. Okay. Like, like he's probably not going to release it mm. uh, from what he's told me, but you know, so yeah, you, uh, you should convince him to at least put it up on Bandcamp. It's a shame if you know something is good to have uh, something yeah. just you know, just yeah. brought there, like you know, John yeah. Quinn Bandcamp Blazer. Huh? It's put, put everything <laughs> up, everything should be released. I don't mean like flood the best music, but if you know something is good, release it, you know. I said this yeah. even one of my, my other brother, like I, I was in the brother, I was in the band, Bantahillman with my brother Garrett, my brother Jeff then actually releases his own Electronica and he's been doing this for years and he must have, God, there must be 30 releases on Bandcamp. But wow. originally he was just, I don't know how to do it. And I said it to him, I said, just upload it. Like, call it done and upload it, you know? Yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, he, he started that and that's now how he says, that's how I finish an album. Like, whether people are interested in it or not, it doesn't matter. I call it done, I put it on Bandcamp. Yeah. You know? And again, that is just pay whatever you want for towards it, yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you wouldn't be looking for it enough. Like, same. Mm-hmm. I, I see that how it even came about was what I was talking about the car pack or not. It's like, I'm not going to charge anyone for that. If they want to pay for it, great. If they don't, yeah. it's there. Just take it. He kind yeah. of felt the same. He's like, it's very hard sometimes. And I'm sure maybe he feels as well. It's hard to put a price on stuff you create. Yeah. You feel like you're either undervaluing or overvaluing yourself. You're more interested in just yeah. getting people to listen to it, to be into it. You know, you don't yeah. really care eventually, ultimately, if you make a fortune off it. You just want, it's not even that you want people to like it. You just like the knowing that people are listening to it and enjoying it, really. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the context is important. I mean, I, I'd agree with you there, John, in terms of that. But 
I think also just to have a counterpoint, uh, particularly take these kind of things seriously with the bands that I mean myself, is to value it and to put a price in it and yeah. charge people to come see you, uh, charge people for your merch, but your merch is going to be good. Charge people yeah. for a product, the product is going to be good. Mm. Um, I think I think that a lot of bands sell themselves short with the stuff that they're putting out, which is a lot of it's really fantastic stuff and it, it can be taken advantage of, I think, and it can be... You have, I think you have, there's a point where you put value in your art, especially at this stage yeah. of the game, you know, when we're at our age and we're doing it for so long, you want some sort of reward for your emotional yeah. and financial uh-huh. investment over 25 years. You do, so I do think it's important to get that balance right, you know, it's in the context and I understand now with, the, with that band and, and so on that you put up for free because it's fun to make and it's, yeah. it's not no skin yeah. off your nose. But I think when well, you I, go down I wouldn't, the deep uh, well, I wouldn't take that approach with the Third Island now, right? The Third Island, at the minute we have stuff up for free and cheap, but we did that because it's it's the old stuff here and we're just basically clearing yeah, off. Yeah, we'll yeah, move on and get yeah. new stuff. But the new stuff, we put a value on it. We're proud of what we're done. We put good, work into I'm it. I'm glad to hear yeah. that, yeah. We, yeah, we, yeah. Spend, we spend money doing it. So we're like, I'm not here to make a fortune. I'm here to just mm. try and cover my costs. That's all. That kind of a thing, you know? And um, both yeah. of you as well, have you looked seriously at getting video releases to complement maybe future upcoming singles? No. Right. Wouldn't do video, no? <laughs> Good man. <laughs> See, like, m- maybe like, if I was in a forest or something where a bit of corpse paint, you know, just all black, look all scary. <laughs> but then next thing you know, like, I don't really give a fuck what people think of me, but I know that, like, someone in my school is going to find it. And they're going to be like, <laughs> That's fucking small signs in that. Yeah, never it crossed my mind a few times now to make a video, but um just never really got around to it. Like I didn't really want to. Maybe if, I can understand the circumstances you just pointed I think them out you, perfectly. Once you there. break the shackles of school in two years' time when you're out, out that gap and, and doing your own thing in your own way, you know, as an adult, I think you'll mm. control a lot of those things to say you won't give a fuck yeah. what people think even more, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. like, already, yeah. like, I, like, already, like, I lost two friends be, and these guys were proper dickheads, like, because of what I do. Like, mm. they were, like, I lost two good friends of mine just because of what music I make and you know it's the same with like let's say relationships I've had like same with that like oh like it's annoying but you know it's part, part of the I package <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do what I love yeah you go people, especially when younger and stuff people don't I don't know they tend to focus very much on that on what you're doing where to you it's just it's an element of who you are and what you do but yeah. whether it is everything or not it's an element of it it doesn't that's necessarily the difference mean, all right and that's a uh, put you on, yeah. people also don't actually think it, it, it well look it's metal a lot of people don't look at it as the art that we know it is they just look at yeah. it as oh it's metal like regardless of what metal it is they just go oh it's metal but we're like oh, no, there's there's yeah, there's something else in here. There's a there's a different thing in it. And people, not even necessarily metalheads or musicians or anything like that will get it in a different way, but even people who are into art will know that this is just you getting that thing out and it should be looked yeah. at like that. You know? Great point. And yeah. Tomas, never forget as well, you're part of now a community of us. Yeah. Um, like this there's no is, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, this community is, like the Irish metal community are so nice. Like I, I've only met like one bad person not stand names, but I've only met one. Like, <laughs> only one. <laughs> oh yeah, surprisingly only one. But you know, from keep looking. From being, <laughs> no. Howard. Hey. <laughs> and 
in general, everybody in me is good. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. yeah. The fairest, the vast majority are the best people you could possibly meet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like so even um, I don't know, I don't know. Tomorrow, to be sure, eventually, if you if you haven't been up to a siege of Limerick yet, I'm assuming that at some point you'll probably no. walk on. Yeah. yeah, you haven't been up I, to one. No? I I would love to. I would love yeah. to, but I just never really got around to it. Like I'm only 15. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Like my first week. Because the all ages, it's all ages during the day up to seven o'clock or something like that. It's, it's yeah, but it's on the other side of the country from then as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah the other like, side of it. It's worth the, the bus trip if you could do it. The first gig I'm going to is actually in January. Shadow of Intense and Deathcore. You know? Oh, yeah. Love me wow. a bit of that. In wow. England. Oh, in England. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, I'm just trying. He's, he's gone again. Uh, yeah, he's gone. I think. <laughs> <laughs> he's back. Come on. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> You're just trying to what? <laughs> Computer's telling me I'm unstable again. I'm fucking starting to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll remind you right so Tomas is going to England yeah so uh, yeah so in terms of um, seeing live gigs Tomas it, it, it's just dawned on me you probably haven't seen a whole pile really at your age you know is there, has there been many yeah. opportunities for you to go check out bands and um, if so is there anything that's influenced you to do what you do uh, there's been no opportunities for me to go see bands because obviously with the whole Covid shite like I've had yeah. COVID twice I've had oh, really? twice Jesus. and that's when like that's when like gigs were starting to come back and then they closed it down like, yeah yeah so it was in the worst times but um for influences what did you say now um so like, i was like, saying if you, if you had seen a live band um pre-covid and so on would it have influenced you the way that you're going but um yeah interesting to see that you know you're you're you have a whole world ahead of you there in terms of going to see bands live and experiencing that and yeah that's going to change your 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 trajectory, Absolutely. I would imagine, in, in massive way. 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And we're fucking earplugs. Don't be suffering yeah. for, like, all of us with tomatoes. You want to get, nice, get a night's sleep at 40, wear earplugs. Yeah. I already have ringing in my everybody. ears. I already have ringing in my ears. <laughs> you, know, you, might, you might still be able to protect quick, it a man. bit. Uh, get that out there quick. You lay down your pillow and... It is not... Cool. It is no. certainly not fucking cool. No. Like trying to sleep at night and all you hear is in your ears, like it's hard. That yeah. doesn't get better. <laughs> no, it doesn't. doesn't. You, just, you just get deafer. You yeah. just get deafer. And you still, still make be... deaf people making music is a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this, this album is really low and sludgy. I just can't hear anything else. <laughs> next thing you know, it comes out full, like it comes out full techno song. Like accidentally. Like, oh, yeah. My next release, you know, the prop, the most depressive album you've ever seen. Then it's just like drum and bass or something like that. <laughs> by accident. Uh, I thought it was muted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave you go, lads. Um, thanks a million for coming on the show. It was a great discussion on everything, really. Uh, uh, t- thanks, very, thanks very much for having us. That was great. Yeah, man. appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, Tomas, uh, as I said, look, there's a big, there's a big community here for you, um, yeah. and we're all, we're all. We all want everybody to be out there releasing shit and you know if there's any problems you got two great guys here on the show which they're john and howard as well you can turn to at any time any time at all <laughs> <laughs> and john thanks a million man and best of luck with the pedals as well uh, was, no was, thanks very much it was great to hear about him man because i didn't fucking have a clue as i said really and uh best of uh, luck with George island as well uh, thanks very much when gigs are back you'll get to hear him in the flesh as well so. yeah and hopefully either we'll see you in cork or Limerick, one or two 
Definitely. It's going to happen soon, John. Anytime, Richie. Yeah. A pleasure. Pleasure. Oh, I love good. talking yes. to young players like Tomas. They're fantastic uh, to see that kind of effort going into these kind of things. It's inspiration yeah. for all of us. Yeah. There's, there's, the new blood is coming through, and that's, yeah, that's it's great to see. It's deadly to see it. Yeah. Okay. So support your local metal scene. Hit subscribe if you like the show, and uh, thanks again, lads, for being on.
Against the wall as we prepare to fight.